You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed as you listen. Okay, so we are still looking at faith, and we are looking at faith because we said on Sunday that we are expecting Jesus to come back anytime. Praise God. Jesus could return anytime. He said to us, the day or the hour no man knows. Praise the Lord. But you know, he gave some signs. He said, when you see all these things happening, he said, know that the day is near. And truly, everything that he said we would see we have seen so it's very important that as believers as we learn this let us take it very seriously so in luke 18 verse 8 he said to us when the son of man returns will he really find faith on the earth and we are trusting god that as a people will be the people that when he looks at us when he returns he will see us with faith living in faith in the name of jesus christ and we also looked at the account in Matthew 17, 14 to 21, when the disciples asked the master privately, why could we not cast out that devil or that demon? And Jesus answered and said, well, because of your unbelief. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. So he says, because of your lack of faith, and when we looked at the message translation, it says, because you're not yet taking God seriously. So we want to take God seriously, corporately and individually, so that our lives can be lives of faith in the name of Jesus. And we noted that for us to be able to do this, that we need to really break down what faith is and what it is not. Because when there is, where it is not clear exactly what faith is, the people that should be encouraged can be discouraged. And the people that should be, you know, amending their ways can be thinking that getting it right. Praise the Lord. So we said in a sense, or rather we looked at accounts in the scriptures of people who somehow could be said to have obtained something, but we realized that they didn't even have faith. We referred to the man that was healed, you know, the man that had been infirm for 38 years, that Jesus healed him. He started going, but he met him later. We don't know whether it was the same day or days later. And Jesus said to the man, he said to the man, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing comes upon you. So we could see that this man had received something, yet he was endangered. Praise the Lord. If not for that second encounter with the master, he could have gone and people would be saying he got something from God, but something worse could have come upon him. And it's very likely that the master was talking about if you don't quit your life of sin, this healing can only take you for maybe 60 years, uh, 90 years, and you're gone and you'll miss eternal life. 
Praise the Lord. You also remember the account of the ten lepers that called upon Jesus from afar. And the Lord Jesus Christ said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, ten of them were healed. Praise God. But the Bible records that one came back, the Samaritan. And when he came back and began to worship Jesus and to say thank you to Jesus, what did Jesus say? He said, Go, your faith has made you whole. Now, we are never told that those other people took back leprosy. So the ten of them had leprosy cleansed from them, but one was made whole. We want to be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. So we don't just want to get something. We don't just want to acquire something. We want to get him. Praise the Lord. So the Apostle Paul speaking says, I determine not to know anything amongst you except Christ and him what? crucified say that is who i want he says in fact i'm counting all things as nonsense dung i'm pushing them aside that i might gain christ so then when we look at that passage in that account in luke 18 which we have looked over at over and over again from verse 1 the lord jesus christ says he told them this parable that men ought always to pray and not to faint praise god men ought always to pray and not to faint and he told us about the widow who had a situation and needed the judge to intervene and this widow had a judge who did not fear god nor regard man but this widow realized something which is what faith is this widow realized that only this judge can change her situation so when she went to this judge maybe for the first day this judge did not respond when she went to this judge for the tenth day ten times this judge did not respond this woman did not decide to go to another judge this woman did not go to her neighbor she went no other place she continued the eleventh time and continued the thirtieth time she continued the sixtieth time possibly she continued the three hundred and sixty fifth time she possibly continued for the next 10 years going to this same judge until this judge said, this woman, I see that she's going no other place. It's either she dies or I die. Let me give her justice unless she will kill me first. Praise the Lord. And Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said. And he says, shall our God, who is our father, who it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom, not what? Answer his own elect who call upon him what? Day and night. So the lesson in that is this, faith has its focus on God. Faith has its focus on God. And that ties to what our Lord Jesus Christ said in Mark eleven twenty two, when he had, you know, caused the fig tree, that the disciples were marveled you know they were wondering they were astounded and he said to them have faith in god he said put your focus on god set your gaze on god and that's why he could say that's how he could say when the son of man returns will he really find people who are looking to god praise the lord will he really find people who are looking to god you know paul the apostle talks about the crown that he's going to receive and then he says that crown is not for only Paul the apostle but as many that do what as many as love his appearing who are those people they are the people that are looking to God 
So there might be farming, they might be doing business, they might be doing music, they might be doing banking, they might be doing practicing as doctors, but they have a gaze on God. As they're treating their patients, they have God in view. Whatever they're doing, they have God in view. That's how come the statement can say, when he, the son of man, returns, will he one find faith? Let me tell you why it is so. Because if it were not this faith that we are talking about in this way, he cannot be saying when the Son of Man returns, we leave fine people who are persistently trying to get something. That can't be what he's looking for. Are you with me? We leave fine people who are struggling to get what they really want. That can't be what he's talking about. He's saying, when I return, will I find people who are looking for me? Who are looking for me? And that's what faith is. Faith is when your eyes go beyond every other thing and they settled on him and that's how come the centurion could be credited with great faith the centurion said it's not about you coming tomorrow that and that if i am a man under authority and you are the son of god if you speak it it will happen it has you see every other thing must respect who you are praise the lord and our Lord Jesus Christ teaching us said this is eternal life that they may do what know you the only true God Okay, so faith is the knowledge of God. Faith is beyond acts, you know, bursts and feats of action. And that is what the way it has appeared and it has been learned over time. So somebody looks at his life and he thinks, I don't have faith because, you know, the other day I needed 5,000 to solve a problem and I claimed it, I called it, and the 5,000 didn't come. I must not have faith. No, that is not it. That is not it. The Bible tells us about the children of Israel and Moses. It says Moses knew the ways of God, but the children of Israel knew the acts of God. Which of them benefited more? The children of Israel died in the wilderness. Moses had the promise, even though he didn't cross over, but we saw him at Mount of Transfiguration, telling us that God was also pleased with him. Very important as we learn faith. Because it's been what it is. So anywhere you see people telling faith, they're talking about a transaction. Faith is beyond a transaction. That's why Habakkuk 2.4 says the just. It didn't say the just shall get by faith. The just shall live by faith. And then as we're looking, it says for we walk. That walk is W-A-L-K. It talks about your conversation, your lifestyle. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Which is almost the exact opposite of the other one. Because it means now that I can need 5,000 and believe God for 5,000, but 5,000 doesn't come. What does faith do? Faith knows that God has heard him because I've trusted God and God has a million and one ways to solve the problem. Praise the Lord. I give you a simple illustration to take that home so that we can move forward. If you look at the life of Paul, was Paul a man of great faith or a man of little faith? He was a man of great faith, right? Do you, are you sure of that? Okay, so the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul says um, he had an infirmity, he had a sickness, and he went to the Lord, and he pleaded with the Lord how many times? That the Lord would take away the infirmity, isn't it? Did the Lord say to him, because of your unbelief? Is that what the Lord said? Did the Lord say to him, go and get more faith? Is that what the Lord said to him? What did the Lord say to him? This infirmity I'm not going to remove it to but I'm answering you. I'm answering you the way that I want to answer you, not the way you want to answer me. Faith goes to his master. 
Faith does not make me a master to God. Faith acknowledges God as my master. I surrender my situation. Say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications. With what? When faith presents a matter to God, he knows that God has heard. And then he begins to thank God. And in that process, he has peace that his father has heard. Hallelujah. Have you had children spoil what you want to do for them because they don't want to take your peace? I will do it for you. I'm making your food. I'm, I'm writing it for you. And they're saying, Daddy, mommy, mommy, mommy. And by that process, that's slowing down the response. Praise the Lord. So faith is beyond transactions. It's beyond singular acts. It's a life. And if you and I, we are going to just cast our minds, you know, broadly towards the Old Testament. If we have time, we're going to also come back to Hebrews 11. Just towards the Old Testament. And you begin to look at men like Abraham. You see that it was not individual acts. It was a life. So that in some cases, Abraham had, you know, when he was going to go, go um, when he was traveling with a wife, he didn't even act in faith. But you see, the generality of his life was a life of a man who continued to see God. A man does not leave his place at his age, 74, 75 years, and start traveling to a destination. You go to buy tickets at the bus park. They say, where are you going? He says, somewhere that God will lead me. Just sell me tickets. Nobody does that like that. But you see, it's his faith. So in the process of that journey, he might buy egg instead of suya. It now doesn't mean he doesn't have faith because he's already living the life of faith. Praise the Lord, somebody. Is someone getting what I'm saying? I, I said the reason we're looking at this is so that you can know what it is really and not be discouraged unnecessarily. Praise the Lord. Because many times people have said, no, I don't have faith and all of that. No, you do have faith. And when you know what it is, you can progress in faith. Because faith is the life of the believer. That's the life you've been saved into. It's your nature as a spiritual person. But distractions will make it not to be your nature. So we want to take away those distractions. They are one-off events. They are one-off actions. They are good. They are helpful. They are powerful. But they are not the sum total of what you measure your life with. Praise God. I want you to picture something again. Uh, Stephen was stoned, isn't it? Now, you think from when Stephen was preaching the message and they started rushing at him, you think his immediate prayer was, let me die. He couldn't have been. He didn't have a death wish. He would have said, you know, whatever. He could have had some other desire. But in the process, something happened. The Bible told us something very key in that account. It said, lifting his eyes, what did he see? He saw Jesus, the Son of God, was standing. You see, the moment he saw Jesus standing, what did he start doing? He started interceding for the people who were coming. He said, Father, do what? Do not put this. That is, you see, faith sees God in every situation. And when God looms large in every situation, you act in faith. Lack of faith is lack of the sight of God, lack of the sensitivity to God. So like we started to say on Sunday, you use faith to receive news. Someone walks to you now and slaps you. You can see the person who slapped you and you can see the insult, but you can see God also. Are you with me? The same way, you know, someone walks to you or you go and do something and they say, ah, Pastor Chris, we've never seen anybody like you. The way you presented that, that you made that presentation at that place, it was too much. All the expatriates were shouting, you're just too much. 
You see, faith also, as they're saying that, immediately you're saying, God take the glory, God take the glory. Because faith, at that moment, you're seeing God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So whether it is something down or something up, the life of faith always sees God. And as they're saying it, you say, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. But if you're not of faith, when it is something embarrassing, you feel humiliated. When it is something that should get you excited, you feel bloated. And either of them will throw you out of God's agenda. But the life of faith is like, it's like a stabilizer. The current that comes in, whether it's low current, if it's low, it takes it up. If it's up, it brings it down. It keeps you, though on earth, living in the presence of God. You're living here as if you're in heaven already. Praise the Lord. That is the life of faith. So, so the, the, the Bible says our conversation is in heaven. Our lives are hid in Christ. So the person of faith is walking on earth, but he's taking his parameters from heavenly parameters. So you do something, they clap for you like we said. They don't clap for you like you said. It doesn't make you judge whether you did it well or not. To, to judge, to, for the person of faith to judge whether he did well, he senses what is the spirit of God saying, not what the people are saying. The world will check what the people are saying. They say you're trending. They said everybody's asking after you. That's what the world is looking for. But if we're going to follow the world, then Jesus' death on the cross was a failure. Because when he was dying, nobody, none of, even his disciples, there was no, not one single believer when he hung on the cross. Not one single believer. The disciples had lost hope. Nobody was there saying, we know, we know. Three days later, you're right. Nobody. All of them wanted, Master, you have to stop this thing. Long before he started, Peter said, you can't do this thing. But you and I, with the eyes of faith now, call that day Good Friday. That's what faith does. Faith calls good what people call bad. What are you calling bad now? What circumstance are you going through now that you think is bad? Process it with the eyes of faith. Praise the Lord. Process it with the eyes of faith. That's what faith. Faith is, you know, it's, it's too large. It's too large. It's too large. So, so what has, you know, confused us a bit is the way Hebrews 11, 1 presents it. But let's really look at what it even says. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Because of this, people tell us that faith is something. Faith is something. Yes, faith is something. Okay? But it says faith, substance of things hoped for, isn't it? And evidence of things not seen. What does the next line say? The next line says, for by it we understand what? That the worlds which we see were not created from things which are, isn't it? So what does faith teach you? Faith teaches you to understand the world. It's not to see a thing. Is beyond a thing. Faith makes you to see a world. Just like you're in Nigeria. Now, once you know you're in Nigeria and you're a driver and you drive, you immediately drive on the left side. Eh? The moment you see yourself also, you're a driver, you know, you find yourself in the UK. What do you do? You drive on the what? Right. Because you know this is the world where you're in. Faith makes you understand that this world where we are, the things which are seen, are influenced or originate from things which are not seen. So in the world of faith, the unseen is more powerful than the seen. 
So the Bible says the things which we can see are what? Temporal. But the things which we can see are what? Eternal. That's what faith teaches us. It's not the thing per se. It is the process, the way it works. We made a reference on Sunday to Joseph. And the book of Hebrews says, by faith. Hebrews 11, 22. Very interesting. I mean, these are some things you see in the Bible. You just jump over them. But when you meditate on them, they tell you more. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, requested that his bones be carried. How can that be by faith? A place of burial. You know why? He was saying something. He was saying that there is another world. There is, there is something going to happen. You see, faith lives in another world. Are you with me? And in a way, does not put too much emphasis on this world. So when we are told in Hebrews 11, 1, it's the substance of things hoped for, yes, but it's, not, it's beyond transactions. Yes, we use it for transactions. So you're going for a job, believe God, trust God. But then beyond all of that, know that your times are in his hands. It says, it's the evidence of things were not seen. Also, you can claim you can hold on that. But beyond all of that, know also that your God has another plan. He has a plan for your life. Are you with me? Praise God. So we are told now that through this faith we begin to understand the others obtained a good report and we begin to understand that this world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible so the word of God is the origin and faith is calling you to live by the word of God faith is calling you to transact by the word of God faith is calling you to respond by the word of God faith is calling you to react only to the word of God Faith is calling you to speak only what the word of God says. Faith is asking you to worry only if the word of God says worry. So the Bible can say things like this. Say ye to the righteous word. It is well with you. Now, you're the righteous in an office. Rumors are spreading. In this office, they'll sack one million people. And there are 90 people in the office. That means 90 plus. Everybody will be sacked. But faith makes you not to worry. You know what? Because faith makes you understand that all things do what? Work together for good to those who love God. And so everybody's coming in distress. You're coming because you know that if God will permit them to sack you from this office, it means that he has another place he's leading you to. That's what faith does. Praise the Lord. That's what faith does. And in the same thing, going back to Paul's experience, when you call to God, you trust God concerning a situation. If it does not happen the way you have asked for it to happen, just faith should let you know that God has some plan. Praise the Lord. Because they say ye to the righteous, it is well. And you are righteous in Christ Jesus. The blood has covered you. Praise the Lord somebody. So the life of faith removes every fear. It removes every anxiety. It removes every yes and no, no. You're traveling your path. You know that you know that you know that God's hand is upon you. Praise the Lord. The person of faith does not waste his energy looking for enemies. The Bible makes you understand that if a man's ways are pleasing unto the Lord, what does it? He say he makes him, you know, even his enemies to be at peace with him. So the life of faith makes you occupy yourself with one thing and one thing only, and that's what Hebrews eleven six tells us. It says, "Without faith is what impossible." The life of faith makes the battle you fight is a battle of pleasing God. So every situation you find yourself in, what you're looking at or what you're looking to do there is to do to please God there. 
to please God. You just keep pleasing God. You just keep pleasing God. You never lose sight. So people provoke you, you please God. Situations get difficult, you please God. Circumstances become extremely difficult, you please God. Circumstances become so joyous. You're just, great things are happening all over. You don't forget God. We mentioned David on Sunday. David was a man who easily could have forgotten God. But you see the life of David. Every time, it was as though enlargement came. The Bible said he sat in his house and looked at his newly constructed palace. And what did he say? He said, how can I dwell in a paneled house? Whereas, they, do you know what it takes to think about that? The natural reaction is to need God in trouble. The truth is this. You need more faith to be faithful to God in prosperity than in trouble. It's a high level of faith. You know, that you're trusting God for something. And then when it finally happens, but we have records in the scriptures of people who operated like that. You think um, Hannah was the first person that promised God her child. Everybody who needs something. That's why the Bible talks about, about being faithful to keep the vow that you made to the Lord when you are in trouble. Everybody makes promises to God when they're in trouble. Everybody. Lord, if you help me, oh Lord, if you help me, I will so serve you. Eh? Everywhere I go, I'll be shouting Jesus. When they say, what's your name? I say, in Jesus' name, my name is. You know, I, I mean, it, when you're in trouble, Lord, if you bring me out of this situation, Lord, if you help me to solve this, Lord, if you heal me, everybody does that. But when it now happens, it takes faith. And that's what Hannah taught us. When Hannah was bringing Samuel to the priest, he didn't just bring Samuel alone. She didn't bring just, she brought fatted calf. She brought offering. It was faith. And that's why, what happened? After she brought Samuel, she had other sons and daughters. But most other people would have cared Samuel. You know, people ask questions, why aren't believers as rich as unbelievers? Because we don't know how to be prosperous in faith. When believers prosper, they become carnal. Praise God. We're sharing some things that are a bit deep tonight. Have you ever wondered, why would God punish Israel when David counted Israel? How many people did, did David, what counting did David count before he fought Goliath? What counting was he counting when he was using 300 men in Ziklag to go and fight against the Philistines? What number were going with him? You see, God said, you want to count soldiers? David, you become a commander, Abby. You're no longer fugitive. You have, let, you have, you have arrived. Yeah? You now want to count division one, 82 division. 5,000 people. Uh, uh, what's that division? What's the one in Abuja? Uh, uh, um, so, so, Ikeja can, this number. He said, oh, David, you've joined them, eh? That's why God was angry. He said, you can't count. He said, I'm your shield and your buckler. Have you forgotten the Lord is your shepherd? Where are you learning that from? And that's a life of faith. No matter where you get to, you keep acknowledging him. And then he keeps taking you higher. That's why Daniel could keep going higher and higher and higher because in his prosperity he was prosperous by faith believers ah, let god just solve your problem just here when you hear them talk like this you wouldn't need god you just need them i said i'm talking to you as the man of god when the best impulse is like this and you think god you say that's him that's him i'm looking at him 
And what has happened? Maybe God has used him to work a few miracles by his hands. All of a sudden, when most people that go to a lot of churches, they don't see God anymore. They see their man of God. Though. And God is in heaven laughing. He said, hey, he said, a man with breath in his nostrils. Faith teaches you. Am I in prosperity? Am I in adversity? Is God. And at the end of the day, thank you, Holy Spirit. He, 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 the, the way it was ministered to me is this. The way to understand life of faith is, how many of us watch movies? Um, there was a movie that uh, Will Smith did. The one that he was a wretched man. Abby, am I right? I haven't even seen the movie. I don't. Hmm? Pursuit of happiness. Thank you. Now, in that movie, he was a wretched man for most of the movie, isn't it? Was it till the end? Anyway, I, whatever. But just see, see your life as a movie. Do you know the Christian life? Every one of us here are actors and actresses acting on this life for a director who is Jesus. When the movie is over, everybody gets paid according to their faithfulness to the role that was assigned to them. Now, I remember as little children in those days, we watched um, Zebudah and he wore this big barbariga and he used to look very rich. And then you see him at Obueta Market and you're wondering, you see, seeing him live does not anyway look like the picture we see on the television. Now, what you see in life is his real person. What you see on the screen is the role he's playing. Every one of us is playing a role. The life of faith teaches you as a believer that you're playing a role in this life. It's not your reward. Every one of us is playing a role. They can give the star actor the role of the poorest in the movie. When the game is, why he or she may be collecting $100 million? Some of the people that acted as king in that movie might be collecting 500000 That's what the person of faith understands. Because if not, you will struggle to change role midway. They talk to you anyhow. He said, be careful. Don't you know who I am? No. A time is going to come when the director or the producer of the movie will say, is it caught? Rap. Is a rap. He closes. Everybody now enters into their reward. That's what Christianity is about. So we are all players. And the script we are playing is to follow the path of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And you can travel that path from any direction. Praise the Lord. You can travel that path from any direction. Understanding of this will help you live by faith. So they bring it this way. You, you follow. You don't resist any path. Praise the Lord. You don't resist any path. Because you know it's going to end. Now, in Romans 10, we refer to that a lot. In Romans 10, verse um, 9 and 10, the Bible says, um, if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? See, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Amplified Classic of this uh, verse 9, please. Let's see something here. The believer is one who believes and accepts Jesus Christ as his word, Lord. Now, some words, as by usage, become weakened in our ears. Lord means owner. In the days of slave, you know, slavery, they would have understood the scripture well. Because the Lord of a slave only slave the way the shirt you're wearing now you can decide after service to pull it out and dash somebody 
You can decide to remove it and use it as rag from today. You can decide to do everything with it. Why? Because it is your own. Now, that word Lord means we am acknowledging that I belong to him. Okay? Now, the next line says then that God raised this Jesus from the dead. So many things to it. That includes that he died for my sake. I mean, that's all included in it. But the part I want to go because I can see how time is going. Is that God raised my Lord Jesus from the dead. You know what that talks about in the life of faith? It says that if God needed to do anything in my life, it's not difficult for him. When you get that understanding, faith will be easy. The life of faith will be easy. God raises the dead. It's not difficult for him. Praise the Lord. God raises the dead. The death in our life is as far as the problem can go. Isn't it? As far as the problem. You're hungry. A dead man can't even eat. Even if he had the food. It says you believe and trust in this God that raises the dead. So if this God is your God, then you can begin to understand. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to Nebuchadnezzar, what did they say? They said, King, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Just let it be known to you, okay, that we are not going to bow. But however it goes, we know our God will deliver us. But if he doesn't deliver us, we are still not shaking. Now, when they made that statement, they were saying something there. They were saying, this fire, you're not the limit to our faith. Are you with me? You're not the limit to our faith. Our faith is stronger than you. Why? Because if we went into this fire, God forbid, and died in this fire, our God is able to raise us, in a sense, raise them physically or raise them on the door of resurrection. And the Bible telling us about the patriarch Abraham was telling us Isaac. He said when Abraham went to offer Isaac, he was going to kill Isaac, kill him very well. But he also had the same faith of the born-again Christian. That God does what? Raises the dead. Why? Because as he was going, he did not immediately say, God will give me another son. No. He remembered that this was the child through whom the promise will be fulfilled. I'm making a point there. So this child that the promise will be fulfilled through, through his life, God has said I should do what sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice this child to God and still believe that God will bring this promise to pass through this child. That is faith. I get him. Now, does it make sense? There is a blank. And that blank is God raises the dead. And that's why it is what saves us. So I have a faith in God that does not include that no matter how far, no matter how terrible, no matter how difficult a circumstances, God can reverse and solve the problem. Some people have situations and they say, if I get to 40 years, if God does not intervene, I'm going to get a man to get me pregnant. You probably read biology well. You've not read the Bible well. Because if you read the Bible well, you know that Sarah passed 40, 40 times 2 is 80 plus 10. That's 90. Do you understand what I'm... You've not read... You see, serious Christians consider all kinds of things. And you see that these people have not believed in God that raised his son Jesus from the dead. Because if you believe... And that's why Joseph could be counted his act of saying, My bones. He was dying, but he was not closing shop. 
He was, faith doesn't close shop because God is not finished until his word comes to fulfillment. Faith doesn't close shop. They say if you do this thing, you know, maybe you've invested in something and there's a decision before you and you can either compromise and continue. You've invested 10 years on a project or you can refuse to compromise and lose everything. Difficult situation as it may be. But faith says to you, God raises the dead. I can lose 10 billion in this transaction because I'm obeying God. But the God I'm obeying is a God that does what? Raises the dead. Faith believes in God as the miraculous God. You can't have faith with a God that is limited. You can't have faith with a God that is afar off. God knows exactly where you are, sir. God knows the but You see that pressure, that financial pressure? God knows it. And you know what he's doing? He's watching you to see if you will please him. And when you please him, he will surprise you. Praise the Lord. The physical situation, God also knows what you're feeling. What did he say to Paul? He says, my grace is what? I measure it. I measure it. The embarrassment you're going through, he says, I know. And if you go down in that verse, I think 11, 12 or 10, one of down, he says, he that trusts in them will never be put to shame. He knows the shameful situations. And he says, it cannot end that way. You know, sometimes I wonder the life of Joseph. And I wonder what Potiphar did. When they now told him, you're his security man. You know, he was captain of the king's guard. I wonder how he looked at him. I wonder what the staff in Potiphar's house, I wonder how they responded when they saw, you know, Joseph riding on the Air Force 2. You know, it was Air Force 2. The second chariot, Pharaoh had chariot 001. Joseph had 002. You know, with people running in front saying, Joseph is coming, Joseph is coming. So I, I just imagine, what would Potiphar have been thinking? When he's passing, and he says, Joseph is coming, and he has to run back. Do you understand, faith? Your God is awesome. Praise. Your God is awesome. Your God is mighty. You're mightier than you can imagine. But you see, God has to be given a path to run. And it's the path of faith. You, you have to create a path for him. And that's what the life of faith, the life of faith continually creates paths for God to manifest. Every act of disobedience blocks the path of God to manifest. No matter what it might appear to be leading you to. It might, try, it might appear to be leading you to pleasure. Leading you to something high. But it won't let God come in. But the path of faith, obedience, might be leading you to death. But God, who raises the dead, will show and show. People of faith, they are not proud. But they know they are God. And the Bible says they are strong and they carry out exploits. Faith makes you strong. It doesn't make you arrogant. It makes you strong. You're not afraid. You're not moved too much. Mm -mm. Great things, hallelujah. Challenging things, hallelujah. You know why? Your God is with you. He's for you. That's who Christians are. And that's what the world is looking for. Praise the Lord. That's what the world is looking for. Genuine faith. The world is looking for it. So the person who is going to live a life of faith, the believer who is going to get this, must settle it. We talked about that on Sunday. That God is a rewarder. Praise God. One of the things the enemy works on us about, or the area the enemy works on us about, is that it's a waste. It can be a waste. You see, everybody does something for a reward. Everybody has a surprise. But who do you want to pay you is the question. The people of faith say, my God will pay me. We're not foolish. We don't hate the good thing. We're looking for that one 
that comes from God. He said, the blessings of God, it makes rich and has no sorrow. We're not averse to prosperity. We're not averse to enjoyment. But we want the pleasure that comes in his presence. He says, in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasure. I don't want pleasure that comes from far off where God is. That pleasure will kill me. I want pleasure, but I want it in his presence. Everyone that is going to live this life must believe that God is a rewarder. Everybody responds to reward. What do they use to domesticate animals? It's carrot and stick. What do they use to tame wild animals? It's carrot and stick. The same thing. Those lions and tigers you see that operate in circuses. It's carrot. They have whip that they whip them with. And they have things that they give them. The dolphins and all of them. Everybody. Even so you and I. But the question is this. Who are you looking to for the reward? The people of faith look to God. They don't look to men. They don't look to institutions. And this other side of it, Jesus, our Lord Jesus dealt with it. When he said, I show you whom to fear. Is it that they're looking at the reward or they're being threatened? But those who know God know that if you want to enter someone's trouble, enter any other person's trouble but God. Jesus teaching us said, if a man kills you, it's over. Even if they want to shred the physical body, like, uh, is it somewhere do? Who did they chop off parts of their body? Once the person is dead, the person is dead. Even if you give crocodiles the person, but the person has died, he's no longer. He said that will show you the type of person you should enter his trouble. There is trouble you don't want to, don't enter God's trouble. Do you know that hell is not the suffering that is the problem? Is that the forever, is the forever. Listen, no matter how comfortable a place is, if they keep you there forever, without your will, so Jesus said, I will show you whom to fear. The one, that's why when people say, ah, but they'll do this to me. They'll do, they will sack, it's better they sack you, sir. Yeah, he won't marry me if I don't. Let him not marry you, it's better. I will lose the money. It's better you lose the money. Whatever it is, sacrifice it and please God. Because God will reward you. Everything a man does in a step to please God, he says he is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. Praise the Lord. God is a rewarder. So for this life, this life, life, not actions. A life, it's my life. I, I speak it, I hear it, I respond. When I'm borrowing money, I borrow by faith. When I'm paying, I pay by faith. When I'm going to work, I go by faith. When I'm employing people, I employ by faith. When I'm working for somebody, I work by faith. That is what it is. When it's one-sided, God hasn't become involved. Because God is omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. You can't apply God on one side. God is not a topical medicine. People apply God on one side. Only when they want. No, God is everywhere. Do you think that God hears you only when you pray? You know, some people think that. When they finish praying, they close the prayer. They su submit. And then they now say what is in their heart. A lot of banks have issues with um, Amcon and um, NDIC and all of that a few years ago most of those banks were having powerful um, office fellowships with pastors coming to preach imagine if they continued in that atmosphere of office fellowship throughout they won't fold, it's impossible but once they finish that early morning prayer business begins those are acts those are, you know, I don't know I don't, they're not even acts of faith, acts of deception it's not what I stand here and tell you that makes me a man of faith. No. It's a decision I make, the life I live, for the rest of my 22 hours, aside from the pulpit. That's what makes it a life of faith. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, as we round up, 
The person that is going to live must believe God is a rewarder. Another thing you're going to believe that God is intentional. Jeremiah 29, 11, very important. He says, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. Tell yourself, God is intentional about my life. There's nothing that happens to a child of God that God did not allow. But as he allowed it, he's watching you for your response. And he has planned that it will work for your good. That's why he could say to them, I know this was when they were going to be taken into captivity in Babylon. And you know, I was realizing recently that they say when the Jews came back from that captivity, they never got into idolatry again. It was in Babylon that they established the synagogue system. Because when they got to Babylon, there had to be meeting. So that was when the synagogue system began. And they were, it's that synagogue system that has saved them up till now. So it was, they were going into captivity. But God was intentional about achieving something for them. When they returned, they took God more seriously than ever. God is intentional. Someone is facing, you, you, you've gone through a lot of difficulty. God says all of that is to work for a purpose that I have for you. He said my plan is good. There are thoughts of good, not of evil. Imagine a coach. Today now we realize that Jesus is going to represent us in World Cup. Praise the Lord. Why are people laughing? You see Jesus' legs, you know that soccer is there. And who, someone becomes his coach. If you see him dealing with Gigi, you think he hated him before he even, that Gigi offended him. But all that person is doing is so that when he hits the pitch, his free kicks will be on point. His tackling will be on point. All of that. Why? He has something in mind for him. He says thoughts of good and not of it. Tell yourself, God is working for my good. God is working for my good. Listen, what you're hearing that is making you cry, God allowed you to hear it. Do you know what they said to me? God heard it also. It's to provoke something in you. It's to activate something in you. That man looked at me and said this and this and that. Don't let it put you down. Let it take you to the throne. Praise the Lord, somebody. The final one. God is similar to this, but more direct. Isaiah 46, 10. So God is a rewarder. You must believe God is intentional. And then God has a purpose that must be fulfilled. He said, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Saying what? My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. This is God. He says, my counsel shall stand and I will do what? All my. When did he say he would do it? From the beginning. You know what it is, brothers and sisters? There is a good thing going on that you and I, by faith, have the privilege of getting involved in. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord. It says, in Christ Jesus, there are good works which have been prepared beforehand that you should walk in it. He say you are his display. You are his special work. You are his workmanship. You are his programmed work. He, he, he has programmed something. You are in that program. He has configured something. He says you and I are his workmanship. He said created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works which were prepared before Joseph got to Egypt. God has said by you I will save your family. All the hatred, all the journey, everything he was trying to was to fit into a purpose that had been determined. God said, I will preserve the generation of Abraham. He said, your descendants will be slaves. 
it was that process he was working on and all joseph needed to do to fulfill it was to lead by faith tonight god's purpose for your life will be fulfilled because you are beginning from now to live a life of faith to see god listen your, your life is not haphazard the, the things you hear the things you didn't hear the things that happen the things that have not happened they are not haphazard there is an almighty hand at work and all he's calling you is to respond by faith so he can profit you father we thank you thank you as a church corporately we agree to respond to you to respond to you to continually respond to you in faith our speech our conduct our attitude everything about us let it be such that will fit into this thing that you're doing i know you're doing something i know that power belongs to you once you have spoken twice we have heard it that power so it's not an issue of power there is a plan there is a purpose there is an intended end father we thank you let's begin to ask him lord increase my faith increase our faith increase our faith increase give me the eyes of faith give me the ears of faith give me the mouth of faith the tongue of faith give me the hands of faith let what my hands do be faith actions give me the feet of faith let me walk in the paths of faith give me a heart of faith give me a believing heart father we thank you that as a church we will please you as a people will be vessels in your hands you said of abraham he is your friend because he believed you may my brothers and i my sisters and i may we be called your friends because we believe in you father we thank you for great things that you have purposed for us there shall be a fulfillment he says there shall be a fulfillment of those things because she believed thank you lord and god in jesus christ's name we pray amen praise the lord somebody praise the lord somebody Listening to a message by Pastor Ikenaokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www at the Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.